Hi and welcome to the Law of Attraction. My name's Laura and I'm a certified life coach, spiritual teacher and a natural intuit with over 20 years of research in psychology and self-improvement. After struggling with my own mental health and overcoming CPTSD and BPD, I've dedicated my life to helping others to transmute their trauma into empowerment. I coach one-on-one, offer monthly healing retreats in Bristol and have online coaching programs. Each week, I'll lead you through a new topic and give you techniques for an array of issues. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm very sorry that I missed last week's podcast. If you didn't see, I was actually abroad for the week last week and it was the first time in quite a few years that I've actually just had a week off where I haven't looked at my phone, I haven't done anything to do with the business in any way, shape or form, which was, um, well, pretty nice. (laughs) Obviously, I missed you guys, um, so I'm glad to be back and let's take up today's podcast. So today, I'm going to be talking about about healing trauma, which is basically the most important thing any of us can do. I was sitting down and thinking about trauma the other day, and I was thinking about kind of all of the things that have gone wrong in people's lives individually and in the world in general. And I think that really a lot of the problems that we have in the world could be traced back to trauma in one form or another. Um, Even if you think about things to do with wars, There is a narcissistic, psychopathic tendency to people who think that war is a good idea. Um, And often that is born through trauma in childhood, creating somebody with a personality disorder. So I really think that if we get to the root of trauma, we start to really heal a lot of our childhood traumas. We'll start to see that the world will improve. And so you'll you'll notice in basically all of my work, whether you're following me on YouTube or on Instagram, uh, whether you take a look at the stuff that I've got on TikTok, wherever you're following me, whether you're just listening to this podcast, if you have just listened to this podcast, please go and have a little look at the links that are in the show notes because you might enjoy some of the other content that I put out across my other platforms. But that's enough of that. You'll notice that me and trauma (laughs) are synonymous. I mean, not only in my personal life, but now in my professional life, because healing trauma is my passion. Now, trauma is the biggest cause of suffering and mental health issues to my mind. And I would say that most of, of all of life's issues, from addiction to obesity, depression to divorce, these things can be rooted back to trauma. And most often, this is trauma that's been experienced as a child and it's caused by the child's parents. And the child's parents' trauma? Who do you think that's caused by? Yeah, you guessed it, their parents. And, you know, we're all victims of victims. And I think this is a really important thing to recognize because we can get trapped in hateful cycles of bitterness and bitterness does nothing it doesn't it doesn't help you it doesn't heal you and bitterness and anger and loathing doesn't harm the person that you're angry at either so all you're doing is creating misery and something that i see in a human being energetically that looks like dark oil like black tar or oil and if you notice with if you ever get tar on your hands or oil on your hands before you know it that oil is everywhere and that's a little bit like trauma 
We're all victims of victims and the cycle will continue until there is a generational curse breaker. And that is somebody within the lineage that comes to heal the trauma and stop passing it on to the children in the lineage. And not having children doesn't end the trauma. Okay, I know a lot of us are thinking my generation, we're like, mm, I'm not sure if I want kids. Even me, I'm thinking, no, I'm not sure if I could do the job I would want to do with children in the way that I would want to if I had a child. But you pass the trauma on to the people in your life, whether they're your children or not. So even if you don't continue your lineage on a genetic basis, you're still continuing the generational trauma until you heal it. And that's why I'm so passionate about healing trauma. It's such a vital thing for us all to do. Now, this generation, for about the last sort of 60 odd years, since about the 1960s, we've seen the generational curse breakers coming to the forefront in the energy of the world. And 1960s, we began to see the first wave of these healers coming in. And you might have heard them be called things like indigo children, rainbow warriors, star seeds, light workers. It doesn't matter what you're calling them. They're all the same people. We're the ones that are here to break that generational curse. And if you follow Dolores Cannon, we're on the third wave now. We're on the third wave. The first wave came back in the 1960s. The second wave, we were looking around the 1980s. And, the, and now the third wave children are being born. And these are the children that are going to break the generational curse of misery, of trauma, of anger, of neglect, of pain, of suffering, addiction. The list goes on. And they're here to put an end to it. And you'll notice a lot of people maybe my age at the moment going through some really big changes and a lot of shadow work and trauma healing. And this might be something that you've been called to do. And frankly, if you're listening to my podcast, I would take that as a damn good sign that this is something that you are being called to do spiritually on your path as well. Now, there's a couple of ways that I work with trauma release or trauma healing and I want to talk about a few of them today to give you a bit of an idea about how you can help yourself. The first one is somatic healing. Now the soma means your body. Now trauma is stored in the body and if it's not released it is created as something like disease which is dis-ease. It is the lack of ease within the body. And then that disease can continue to manifest into more serious conditions such as cancer um, or, or other kind of more serious chronic diseases. So there's a lot of links between people who have suffered trauma with things like chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, eczema, conditions that are chronic that they can't quite work out why or how to fix. And often you're kind of in pain a lot. You're going to speak to your doctor. The doctor will do the regular tests. Okay blood, urine, you know, check you over and they'll be like, there's nothing wrong with you. But you're in pain. You're in pain and you're suffering. So of course there's bloody well something wrong with you. It's just that the doctor hasn't recognised it. When you go to a GP in the UK, they are looking at your body as a 
separate entity from your spirit, which they probably don't even exist, think exists, and that's one problem, but from your spirit and also from your mind. You rarely get a doctor ask you about your diet or your sleep or all of these functional things when you're trying to explain to them about chronic fatigue syndrome or anxiety or depression. They rarely say to you, oh, are you drinking a lot of coffee? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating loads of artificial sugars? You know, they don't do that. And the reason why they don't do that is because of the way that Western medicine has been created to section off parts of the human being, whether it's mind, body or spirit, into little sections and deal with you within those sections. Now, the problem is, is that we have to deal with ourselves holistically. You're a whole being. The word holistic means to deal with something in its entirety. Now, you're able to release trauma using somatic healing, which means healing from the body and not from the mind. And this is looking at releasing stored and stuck emotions within the body. When we go through a process of trauma, we often get stuck in a, uh, a trauma response. Now, this could be fight, it could be flight, it could be freeze, or it could be fawn. These are the typical responses. You've probably heard of fight or flight. Now, fight is where, obviously, you're going to fight the aggressor. That's somebody's attacked you and you've punched them in the face. <laughs> you could have the freeze, which is a typical response for for women who are who are in sort of sexual violence or domestic violence and they just freeze they stop moving and they wonder afterwards why did I not do anything well that's because it's a trauma response you're dealing with a response of your body and your autonomic nervous system fawning you'll see often with children and this can come out as people pleasing and being a really nice person regardless of how bad people are being to you fawning is that typical kind of Stockholm syndrome where I'm going to placate my aggressor I'm going to fall in love with them so they can love me so it's really fawning. If you think about the idea of a baby deer, that's what a fawn is. It's about being cute and lovely and kind and not aggravating your aggressor. But unfortunately, as a trauma response, it manifests as people pleasing and also in kind of a feeling of unable to take care of oneself as we, as we get older. And the last one there is the flight, which is where obviously we're running away. And you can see this with people who move jobs quickly or move home a lot or they break up through relationships a lot and keep going through different cycles. Often these are these are flight responses to trauma. Now, all of these responses actually are subconscious in effect. Once you get triggered and you move into that trauma response, you're not thinking from your conscious brain anymore. You're thinking from that root brain that we talk about quite a lot. That's that reptilian part of your brain that is very ancient, but doesn't really have many higher thought patterns. It just kind of does its thing. And you, your body goes along with it unless you become hyperconscious of what you're doing in that moment and stop it from happening. And that's a really difficult thing to do. So if you're not able to do this, please don't beat yourself up for it because it's basically... Um, Basically, it's kind of like ask if I, it's like me asking you to put your hand on a hot plate and not take it off. Your immediate response when you put your hand on that hot plate, your body, your subconscious and your brain does this stuff without you even thinking about it. If you put your hand on a hot plate and it's hot, you take it off. 
Now you, to be able to circumvent that level of really deep subconscious behaviors is incredibly difficult, particularly if you're somebody who's dealing with lots and lots of trauma. So this is something that takes time. Now, somatic healing is something that we can use to release some of the stuck emotions in your body without actually having to sit down and talk about the trauma. A lot of people use talking therapies at the moment, and I'm not anti-talking therapies, but if you're just going in and you're talking about your trauma, all you're doing is re-traumatizing yourself. Every time you go to have that conversation, okay, I was beaten, I was hurt, I was damaged. And when you have that conversation, you are re-traumatized by the event. Now, if you're not telling that story for a purpose and you're not healing the trauma, what is the point? When my people, when my people, when my people, (laughs) when my clients come to me, We go through the motions of what's gone on with them, but we don't keep beating that dead horse. The point is to look at what's happened and then to put things in practice to actually heal the trauma that we've just discussed. If you're just going in for talking therapies and you're just talking about everything that's made you miserable this week and everything that's made you miserable this week and everything that's made you miserable this week... All you're doing is reinforcing to your subconscious that your life is miserable. And if you remember from the the Power of Positivity podcast where we talked about the reticular activator, doing that will ensure that you have a negative life and a negative life view. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, please go back and listen to it because it's bloody good advice. And it's one of the things that really saved my life as well. Now, how can we release trauma from the body? Well, one of the things that we can actually do is use shaking and movement. And I'm sorry if you can hear some rustling there. My little cats come in to misbehave. We can use shaking. We can use movement. We can use dance. We can also use things like punching, screaming, exercise. All of these things sound a bit insane, I know. But it's actually very, very helpful to release some of these emotions from the body. There's a thing like shaking from the hips that you can do, which is a very good release for women and men who have, who have had uh, sexual trauma. You can use scream therapy, which is we're not talking about it. We're just screaming. We are releasing that suffering from the pits of our belly in a way that is um, copacetic and okay. Now, by doing these things, by shaking, by releasing, by dancing, by screaming, we can actually release some of the stuck emotions from the body. And often when we begin to do these things, we find that we start to release some of the suffering. And often people just can stop for a moment and they may find that they start to shiver and then they may find that they start to cry. And they are not really sure what's happened because they haven't really said anything. They're not really doing anything. But it's that the body is allowing that trauma, that trauma, that stored emotion to finally be released. If you ever watch uh, an animal who succeeds in being chased, you know, is being chased, for instance, like a gazelle being chased by uh, a lion. If it succeeds in getting away, afterwards you will see it do this process of expanding spelling the energy that it needed to just pent up to get away from the animal. 
the, the lion. And so you'll see this gazelle and it will shake and it will run and you'll see it, you'll often see a process where it looks like it's shivering afterwards, where it's shivering in fear. And I, I can remember before I actually learned about somatic healing. I had a partner that I would go and see and I felt really safe with him and it was probably one of the first times I'd really felt very safe in my life and we'd sometimes lie and talk about things and I would find that I would start to shiver and he'd be like are you cold and I'm like no I'm okay and then I might start crying and it was just this weird experience and I'm basically now looking back at this what I realized was that I felt self that I felt safe enough to pull myself out of my trauma responses and to actually begin to somatically release some of the trauma that was stored in my body now, if you do this, it can help you to heal some of those other repetitive behaviours like compulsive eating or stress behaviours like skin picking. Um, and it can also help you just to feel more relaxed on a daily basis. And things like yoga can be really helpful. Dance can be really helpful. Use your body in a in a, in a sensual way, but not in like a sexy way, but in just a feeling your body and allowing it to move in a way that it wants to however that however that looks to you and that might be crawling around on the floor like a like a gorilla it might be making noises like an animal it might be screaming at the top of a mountain follow your gut because your gut will tell you what you need and although this seems insane or very odd in comparison to some of the traditional western therapies there is new science coming out to back up this stuff finally and a lot of this has been used for hundreds of thousands of years so please maybe not hundreds of thousands of years, hundreds and thousands of years um, in various uh, in various places across the world. So, so take time and feel what works for you. I would suggest to ask yourself, ask what your body needs. Because for some of us, it might be that we need to dance. For some of us, it might be that we need to lie down and just allow tears to flow from us. For some of us, it might be that we need to do what I like to call baby burrito, <laughs> which is wrapping up in a blanket and lying on your bed and not doing anything and just, just kind of coddling yourself um, or having somebody that you love coddle you is even better. And some of these things are necessary, but your doctor doesn't generally kind of recommend baby burrito. But it doesn't matter because your crazy empowerment coach, Laura, is telling you this and I'm promising you that this stuff helps. So that's the one side of things. That's the somatic healing. The other side of things is inner child healing. And when we're raised by traumatized people, we are taught what they know which is often unhealed, traumatized and dysfunctional processing and coping methods. It's the broken raising the broken. Now, one child will come along, as I said, in a generation and will have um, will have had enough of the way that things are done. They'll see the dysfunction and they will ruthlessly call it out. And therein lies that black sheep phenomena uh, that if you again, if you're listening to this, you've probably been party to. I know I have been. Now, these black sheep, they tend to be sensitive. They tend to be empathic and they tend to be dysregulated, perhaps with a side order of neurodivergency or PTSD or other mental health issues like myself with BPD. Now, their lives tend to spiral at some point, And because of this, they have a choice. You either heal or you die. This was the choice that I had. I either heal my stuff or I die. And I've tried to die a few times. I'm still here. Um, but that's the choice. 
And now the strongest people, the strongest of the black sheep, they decide that they're going to heal. And because we've been raised by people that don't know how to heal themselves, it ends up with us having to seek the help and do the work and do it often on our own, which can be a really heartbreaking process, which is why I say that if you are going through this, please reach out to me. Um, not just, you know, I can send you, if you don't want to do coaching, that's fine. I can send you links to videos and podcasts and things that I think would help you. Um, and if you want to come on coaching or come on a retreat, that means that we can work a little bit more closely together. But I know that everybody's got their own budget. So don't feel like just because you email me, I'm going to try and sell you something. That's not the case. But if you're the person that has decided to do the work, please ask for help. It's a very lonely process doing this on your own and it's very difficult. The reason why I've gone into doing this work is because it's taken me as long as I, you know, as long as now to really get to full grips with a lot of a lot of what's happened to me in my life. And I'm still healing. We're all still healing because more and more stuff comes out every bloody year, I find. Um, you know, it's the next series of shit <laughs> that we have to heal because we forgot it. And that's that's part of the trauma process in itself. And it can be a really overwhelming process. So it doesn't have to be me, but do get some support. Please get a guide, somebody who's been through it themselves. There's a reason why AA works. And that's because it pairs you with a mentor that has done what you are trying to achieve. So if you're looking for a mentor and they haven't done what you're trying to achieve, do not waste your money or your time on them. If you're further along than me, I probably can't help you. But if you are 10 steps behind me, I sure can help you. So please reach out for people because it can be a really, really lonely process. And it can take a lot longer if you start using processes or techniques that actually don't help with the healing. Now, the strongest go inside, they seek help and they do that work. And this can lead us to reparenting the broken inner child that lies within all of us. And our inner child tends to get stuck at some level of development, you know, where where we have been taught. So if the methods that we've been taught by our parents are inadequate to deal with trauma, this is where we begin to see detrimental behaviours beginning, such as addiction or self-harm. And sometimes these behaviours are learned and sometimes they're created sporadically. Um, I don't know how or why I started self-harming, but I, I, I did. I don't recall ever seeing it anywhere or, 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 any, or sort of learning it off anyone. But it was something that just kind of manifested sporadically. And then once I was doing it, it's very addictive because you, you get huge amounts of endorphins and dopamine after you harm yourself, after you hurt yourself. Um, like, you know, and there's reasons why boxers and things, you know, boxers or, or people who do MMA or whatever, you know, they, they, they enjoy the high of what they're doing. Now, you can either do these behaviours in a kind of productive way or you can do it in, a, in an unproductive way. And unfortunately... A lot of us, we get stuck in these behaviours in really unproductive and damaging ways. Now, we need to recognise that we've got these unhealthy mechanisms. And for us to be able to help ourselves, we need to reparent the inner child to process the trauma, heal these unhealthy mechanisms and instil new mechanisms to help. So we need to recognize the trauma, process it from our bodies, uh, whether that's through talking therapies or somatic healing or, or meditation or whatever. Find what works for you and use it. And often it's a, it's a culmination. 
and process this trauma and then begin to create the new healthy coping mechanisms. And this is why healing trauma is really, really complex because unhealthy coping mechanisms create more trauma that needs to be healed and worked through often before a person can get down to the original triggers. So for instance, I developed drug addiction, eating disorders and self-harm. Now, when I was dealing with those things, when I went in to talk about this stuff, those were the things that people could see. But it was those were symptoms of my original triggers. They were symptoms of my original trauma. And so you go in with the self-harming and the addictions and the eating disorders, and they focus on the self-harming, the addiction and the eating disorders because they're present and they're really detrimental. But the problem is, is actually you're fixing the symptom there instead of the cause, which is often very common, I would say, in Western allopathic medicine. So a traumatized person has to move through these really detrimental behaviors that are often life and health threatening before they even get down to deal with the nuances of the trauma that they experienced in childhood. And it's such a difficult process because you you there's so much of it it's like a web it's it's almost like if you ever had all your jewelry and you know your earrings and your necklaces and everything tangled together and trying to pull all that apart is an absolute fucking mess and it's really difficult but it isn't impossible um and i i really want to act as a um as hope for anybody that's listening to this that thinks that there is no way forward i'm so much more fixed than i ever have been and I have a successful life, a successful business. I'm, I'm happy. Um, you know, I've kept relationships. I have friends. Um, I've been to university. There's a lot of things that I've managed to do that I would never have been able to hold down when I was sort of 17, 18, 19, or up to 26 when I was, you know, through the grips of addiction and self-harm and, and BPD behaviours. So if you're dealing with childhood trauma or trauma in your life in general, how can you help yourself? And, and one of the things I think you need to look at, first of all, and is a timeline of trauma. Now, this can be kind of um, a lot to deal with. So do it when you're feeling OK. And if it starts to feel too much, put it down and come back to it. But the timeline of trauma is about sitting down with a piece of paper and creating a timeline from zero to your present age and think about what has happened to you through your life and how it's impacted your mental health. If it's impacted your mental health and created feelings of unrest in you, that is a source of trauma. Now, we've all got different levels of trauma, but I'm telling you now, a person's rock bottom is a person's rock bottom regardless of what's gotten them there. So it could be bullying, it could be sibling arguments, it could be deaths, arguments in the home, divorces. It doesn't matter what it is. If you remember it and it impacted you, then it's important to look at it and heal it. And you might begin to notice that there have been patterns that show up between your childhood trauma and your adult trauma. And once you've pinned these traumas down, you'll know whether or not you have an unresolved trauma that has impacted your choices as an adult. So for often, um, so for instance, we will look at abandonment. So if your parents got divorced when you were a child, you may have lost a parent to that divorce. Now, even if your parent was around and you saw them, there was a loss, there was an abandonment. And the child can only see it as that. 
They see it as a bereavement. They see it as a loss. They see it as an abandonment. And often this is internalized by the child thinking about what they did wrong and why they aren't enough for their parents. Obviously, as adults, we know that's not true, but it doesn't matter what we think now. What matters is what we thought then. Now, this wound of abandonment can often manifest itself in an anxious attachment style in relationships as adults. So we'll often go, uh, just fantastically, if you've got an anxious attachment style, which means that you worry about people abandoning you, you'll often go for somebody who's got an avoidant attachment style. So an avoidant attachment style is somebody that doesn't really want to connect. (laughs) So you create these relationships with somebody that keeps triggering your abandonment wound over and over and over. And we do that because when we were kids, we got stuck in the trauma without having to complete the looping effect to rectify the trauma by creating an action that saves us. And so your subconscious wants to allow you to save yourself. And so it keeps manifesting, keeps creating situations that keeps bringing in the same relationship, the same problem, the same issue that you couldn't deal with when you were a child to allow you to complete the loop in effect. And until you complete the loop, you won't have learned the lesson and you won't have healed the trauma. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to go through a relationship with a, you know, with an avoidant type and make them love you. Um, That's kind of a bit ridiculous to think. But it does mean that you need to learn a strategy that means that you protect yourself from abandonment, that you heal the inner wound that makes you think that you're not worthwhile and that you move away from people that seek to harm you. And that is the ending of that loop. Now, this is all about that reparenting the inner child. And as we get older, you, your parent coming to you to tell you, I'm sorry, the divorce wasn't your fault, we love you, isn't going to fix it. Because the problem is, is that you've already lost, I'm not going to say respect, but that, that, whatever that is, that relationship that could have fixed it, it's too late for that now. That was what was needed when you were a child. And so now the only person that can fix your issues now is you and your adult self to reparent your inner child. And a lot of this looks at, I use a lot of metaphors with my clients. I use a lot of practical um, kind of outer body kind of work where we sit and we talk to our, <laughs> our inner children and we look at some of the triggers that we've got to create new coping mechanisms, to create new strategies, to stop these uh, traumas being triggered. And through a culmination of trauma work, inner child healing, somatic work, meditation, working with your subconscious, you can rewrite some of these inner beliefs, which then rewrites your behaviours, which then changes your life. And this is what trauma work and healing is all about, if you ask me. Now, I run day retreats in Bristol. Um, The next one uh, is on July the 3rd, which is this Sunday. And we go into healing trauma in much deeper levels. We look at some complex methods of trauma release in a really relaxed and nice way. We also look at emotional freedom technique, which is a really nice process that you can use to move stuck energy out of your body, which works brilliantly with negative self-beliefs or anxiety. So if you're interested in that, please get yourself booked in and come along and get some healing done. 
Um, as I said, it's in Bristol. It's on July 3rd. It's at 11.11 uh, at the time, start time. And if you'd like to attend, please email me hello at lawofattraction.co.uk to book a ticket. And these run monthly. So if you can't attend this weekend, I know it's a bit late notice for you guys, but if you can't attend this weekend, then get in touch and I'll tell you when the next ones are. I also run a couple of free groups in Bristol's, in Bristol's, just in one, just in the Bristol, <laughs> in Bristol. So if you'd like that, come along to that and I can tell you some details about that. And coming up on the podcast soon, I've got a couple of guests for you. I've um, got a good friend of mine, Brandon, who's going to come in and talk to us about how he remedied his addiction, which is one of the biggest things I think at the moment for a lot of people is dealing with addiction. Um, And if you're one of these generational curse uh, healers, you probably have some form of addiction yourself. I know know I've had many addictions. even if it's just a phone addiction, you know, or an addiction to sugar or an addiction to coffee, it doesn't matter. If it's out of your control, it's an addiction. If you want to stop and you can't, that's an addiction. So we're going to have a good chat about addiction this week. We're going to get back to you um, for the next podcast or the next couple of podcasts with a couple of guests and some interesting things. And if you've got any topics you'd like, come and give me an email and I might answer your questions. Anyway, I love you guys. Look after yourselves and I'll speak to you soon. Bye thanks for listening guys i hope you enjoyed the show if you've got any questions or queries or things that you'd like answered in the next podcast you can get in touch via my email hello at lawofattraction.co.uk and all of the ways that you can contact me through social media etc is down in the show notes so i look forward to speaking to you soon take care of yourselves bye-bye